Welcome to Fiscal One-on-One. This Iowa Legislative Services Agency audio program consists of interviews conducted by the Fiscal Services Division staff. Each brief conversational interview features an expert answering questions concerning a fiscal topic of interest within an Iowa State agency. The following interview was conducted on August 8, 2012. Beth Lenstra of the Fiscal Services Division interviewed John Baldwin, Director of the Iowa Department of Corrections, regarding the development, use, and funding of the Iowa Corrections Offender Network, a data management system developed and used by the Iowa Department of Corrections. Hello, my name is Beth Lenstra. I'm a Senior Fiscal Analyst in the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. Today I will be talking with John Baldwin, Director of the Department of Corrections, often called the DOC about the Iowa Corrections Offender Network, often referred to as ICON. John served as Deputy Director of Administration for many years before being promoted to Director of the DOC. As Deputy Director, John was instrumental in the development and deployment of the Iowa Corrections Offender Network, again often called ICON. As Director, he continues to champion the system. Hi John, thanks for coming in today and to discuss the ICON system. Please provide a brief background of what the ICON system is and why it was created. Well, good morning, Beth. It is good to be here with you, and I appreciate the opportunity to talk about ICON. Our ICON system is a comprehensive database that is designed to store, record, and provide information to the DOC staff and others about all the people under the supervision of the Iowa Department of Corrections. The system was created because years ago when we split from the Department of Social Services, now Human Services, we were required to leave the data processing in the hands of now DHS. And there was four staff members in DHS assigned to our mainframe ANSI 74 COBOL system. Well, to say over time, those people stayed in DHS would be a very diplomatic answer and eventually we had nobody left to run our system. It basically became a heavy anchor and it was not used at all. And as we kept growing and growing with the number of offenders and as the staff component in our operation for a while kept up and then has not kept up with demand, we have turned to technology. And we started this, oh golly, 12 or 13 years ago with line staff and others to create a system that would replace the old mainframe and that would be end user friendly so that the end users would use it and we would know more and be able to improve the outcomes for the offenders and we would be able to do more with less. And that's what has actually happened. So the system was developed internally with Input from user groups? Yes. All of our systems have been created by the end user. Now, we also have had a contract since the start of ICON 12 or 13 years ago with a private sector firm that has actually written the code. But the ideas, how the system should be structured for the end user, has always come from either our ICON core group, which is a group of staff who are the, are the overseers of the system, or from the various work groups. And let me give you an example. Our first endeavor into ICON was the offender banking system. And we had staff from all over Iowa help us create that. We also had representatives from the Attorney General's office. We had representatives from the State Auditor's office with us 
And we worked probably six or eight months to develop the scope of work, to develop how it was supposed to work. We turned it over to our software vendor, and they actually created it. And we followed that model ever since, whether it be in medical or intelligence gathering or in record keeping or in time computation or whatever. It's always been the people who actually do the work in the Department of Corrections, pharmacists, nurses, correctional officers, and anybody else who have really created the backbone of our ICON system. You mentioned several times the private vendor. How was that vendor selected? That's one of those very long stories, but in a nutshell, years ago, when first hired ATG, they're a software vendor, this state used to operate under almost an indefinite quantity contract where if a vendor qualified, the state placed them on a list of acceptable vendors and you then got your list off of a computer and there might have been 20, 30, 50, 100 and you selected some of those to interview and lo and behold, then you could just start working with them. How we found ATG, I was part of an infrastructure bid. Years ago, the state wanted to have a construction company and a software company team up and write a program that could be used to keep track of the state's infrastructure and related needs. And I was on the selection committee and one of the vendors was ATG. They were teamed up with a construction firm from here in Des Moines on this bid. They did not get that bid, by the way. They finished second. But their software presentation about how the system would work exactly fit what I was thinking would be good for the Department of Corrections for a system that morphed into ICON. Prior to that time, we had looked at an Oracle system, and we'd spent probably a year trying to scrape together money to run an Oracle system. We just couldn't afford it. ATG was proposing a Microsoft solution, and lo and behold, that was much cheaper. And so I asked the ATG people if they were on the statewide contract. They said they were. And here we are, 12, 13 years later, still using ATG and still cranking out data through the ICON system. And they've helped you develop several modules to operate the prison system and CBC and community-based corrections. Right. You've also mentioned banking, grievance, commissary. Mm-hmm. Can you just list maybe what the 10 modules are? Sure. We have banking and commissary, as you mentioned. We have case management in our community-based corrections operation. We have our electronic health record, and that's both medical and mental health. We are completely paperless in our medical system. We have a pharmacy system, which is, again, a paperless system. We have a case management system for the prisons. We have a food management system. We have an investigative system. We have an intelligence system. And we have secure inmate email. We call it O-mail for the offenders to send for 25 cents, a brief email to people on their approved list. And that's what we have done so far. Now, behind those things, Beth, are hundreds, if not thousands, of, of sub-programs. Those are just the overall sort of highlights of it. And let me give you just some examples of that. During our banking system, one of the sub-components of banking is our restitution system. And in FY11, the department collected $2.18 million from offenders for restitution. The commissary, for example, processed 2.4 million orders since it was started in 2002. Our O-mail system delivered almost 350,000 O-mails 
in a calendar year, and our food system kept, keeps track of the 10 million meals we serve every year. And it just goes on and on and on. We really have a very, very robust system. Are there any plans to add future modules? Absolutely. It is a never-ending system. We envisioned it to be that the end user would like the system, they helped create it, they would use it. And lo and behold, that's just what's happened. We are currently working on a variety of projects, including uh, staff dashboards, institution kiosks, where they can do commissary and do the messaging back and forth between the offender and staff. We're doing community-based corrections kiosks, which will allow the offender to come in and work on a kiosk to notify their probation parole officer of various events. We're going to wireless devices. We're experimenting with PDAs this fall in Fort Dodge and Oakdale. And then when Fort Madison and Mitchellville open up, we're going to be having all of our staff carry PDAs, which will be very handy. We will do counts, we will do pill line, we will do commissary, we will open and close cell doors, they will communicate with the ICON system all through a PDA that they carry in their hand. We're also just starting to work on inmate scheduling, workflow type issues, and we're also going to be expanding our ability to trade data with the courts and with the public safety system across Iowa so we better share the information that we have and then we're better able to receive information that the rest of the public safety community has. Leading into that with sharing data, I know your staff data mines the ICON database mm -hmm. for information regarding correctional impacts for proposed legislation that the LSA uses to issue correctional impact statements. Right which we appreciate. Can you provide some other examples of how the DOC has linked in with, say, the Criminal Justice Information System or the Board of Parole? Sure. We have a very strong um, ability in ICON to share our data. And we share data with a variety of agencies across the state. Obviously, the Department of Public Safety, we share data with them on a constant basis, particularly in the sex offender registry component. We share data with the courts. One example is the pre-sentence investigations. So it used to be all done by paper and run at the last minute from one office to the court. Now it's just done by a push of a button. We share data with the feds on a constant basis. We share our photos nationally of offenders. We have all sorts of victim contacts with county attorneys and the attorney general. It, we are truly data-sharing fools, and I say that somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but the whole CEGIS operation, which has been funded for several years now, which is Criminal Justice Information Sharing Project, we are a key component of that, and we share data with all who are subscribers to that system. It really helps. We started ICON out to be, enter it once, and it's there forever. And boy, has that ever helped us. And in the era of decreasing staff, the ability not to duplicate tasks has just been a huge saver. Can you just expound a little bit more on the Board of Parole, what's recently sure. been going on? Recently, the Board of Parole has approached us and said we'd like to take their standalone Board of Parole system and still leave it very isolated to only Board of Parole, but to make it part of the ICON system. So much of the information that we have in ICON could flow automatically into populate a lot of the parole case plan and the parole process. And that's underway. We expect the first rollout of that to be done sometime in September, October. 
And then probably around January 1st of 2013, the iParole system will be fully implemented. And basically, let me give an example of what we're trying to accomplish. As I mentioned, the pre-sentence investigations a bit earlier, which we send electronically to the court, and the court processes them electronically. The judge looks at the PSI right at their desk in the court, and they can scroll down and look at it. The parole board in the past used to require the court to then print off a copy of the PSI, mail it to the board of parole. The parole board would then make three copies and stick it in various files. Bottom line is the whole thing is electronic. It sits about 30 yards from where the parole board sits. And so we're in the process of electronically moving the PSI right to the parole board. So all members of the board of parole will have a exactly what corrections produces instantaneously. There are multiple examples of that where they have to go down and pull paper files and they spend an ordinary amount of time looking and just pulling paper, pulling paper, pulling paper. It's all there. It can be all there in their electronic system and they can get data from the courts, data from us, and then they can create their own data. Instead of sending us a letter, they can just enter it into the iParole system. It'll feed the ICON system and it'll be virtually instantaneous. I think it's going to be a huge time saver for the staff of the Board of Parole. On the funding history, you mentioned at the start of the interview that you scraped money together to get this process going. How was it first funded? We first received, our first appropriation for ICON was uh, received in Governor Vilsack's first term. And we received Oh, right at about $800,000, $900,000 for the ICON system. The next year, as staff fussed about it to a couple of legislatures, that got reduced down to about 600000 or so, which is truly unfortunate. That legislature whacked about $300,000 off of our budget, which really set us back a lot. Then over the years, it's gotten whittled down and whittled down as various cuts, and now it's at $424,000. We also get $500,000 from the infrastructure fund for a total of $924,000. It is a bargain at that price. We actually spend more than that each year. We also then get money from the SCAP fund, which is money the Fed send us for housing criminal aliens. And we devote about three to $400,000 of SCAP money each year to the ICON system. And we are very pleased that that at least continues us on sort of a status quo basis. The cost of ICON is cheap in relation to what other folks spend on IT in this state. It is an exceptionally low cost by any metric and the benefits that the line staff get are really immeasurable. So, we only spend about 1.3, 1.4 million dollars a year, or sometimes a bit more, on ICON, and it runs the entire DOC system. So are there any future funding issues that the legislature should be made aware of? Yes, <laughs> we're gonna be asking for more money. We do that every year. The bottom line is our system's growing. What we thought of as a nice small little system has just boomed into this system that really runs every aspect of the Iowa Department of Corrections. Just the cost of maintaining the system now is almost a million dollars each and every year. And so we're going to have to have some funding here in the near future if we want to build upon and continue to help 
the efficiencies. And I think uh, one of the best stories I have is when I first started in the Department of Corrections eons ago in the business office out at Oakdale, took six of us there and worked from 7.30 to 4 every day, very hard, and we had an 81-bed psych hospital. Now there are five people in the business office at Oakdale. It's almost a thousand-bed hospital, and it takes five people to run the business office. ICON allows that. ICON allows that efficiency to take place. And it's that way throughout the entire Department of Corrections. We just need to take more advantage of the technology that we have. Thank you for coming in today. This has been an excellent review of the ICON system, and I do appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to share that information. Beth, I thank you very much. Thank you.